This is episode number 10. If you're a mother, you are a hustler, says Demi Ko, who's a vanity industry leader in Zurich, Switzerland. Hey mamas, welcome to the Being Mother Hustler podcast. I'm your host, Mother Hustler, Kareen Mills. I'm a mama of two boys, founder of a tribe called Mother Hustler Nation, co-founder of the Game Changers Global Network, an insurance professional turned lifestyle entrepreneur, keynote speaker, and author. Each and every week, I'm bringing you stories and thoughts from mom entrepreneurs who will inspire you to take massive, imperfect action, unapologetically chase your dreams, and eradicate your excuses so you can quit treating your business like a hobby and turn your side hustle into full-time income. I know being mother hustler is not easy. But sisters, we are making it happen, even in this beautiful mess. Thank you so much for being present with me today. Now let's go mother the world. Welcome everyone. This is the Mother Hustler Podcast. I'm your host, Kareen Mills, and I am blessed today because I've got my childhood friend and um, we live in the same town. It's exciting to have her because we have not spoken in forever, but you know how they say when you know each other so well. Um, and no matter how many years have gone by, when you reconnect, it's just like old times, right? And that's exactly what happened during our um, offline conversation before we got online here on the record. But welcome, Demi. Hi, Karine. Thank how you for having you? me. I'm good. Thank you. It is, you're in Zurich. Right. Yes, I am. Yes. And it is roughly a little past 8 a.m. there. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I may cough a little, um, a little bit in between because of my allergy. Yes, it is um, 8, um, 10, 8, 15, something like that. Yeah. So you're a passionpreneur. You're very that passionate about an industry. Yes. Uh, I, yes, I would say. I would say so. What industry is that? I'm in the beauty or the grooming industry. Beauty. So grooming, gr- yes. it's called grooming in, um, <coughs> grooming in uh, Zurich. Not necessarily, right? It's a new coined word that started, I think, um, like 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, grooming. Grooming is basically, basically like looking after yourself. Like mm-hmm. doing the basics of beauty. It's not about uh, doing doing all those extras. It's more about like having clean nails, having clean skin, right. having nice hair, you know, or like clean teeth or nice teeth, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's that's great. When I heard grooming, because in America, we're, when we hear grooming, it's, it's a lot to do with pet grooming, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So it's but basically I, the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> like to humans. Exactly. Yeah. But I do see your Instagram and I, I, I get it. I get what you're doing. So tell me or tell our listeners. I, I feel like I want you to tell me because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked to each other for ages. Forever. Right. I, think, I think we haven't talked to each other until, uh, until after or since after we graduated high school. Yes. Oh, my God. Because you went to college. Forever ago. Yeah, when we, did, we went to different universities, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Where did yeah. you go? Remind me. We went to the University of the Philippines. Is, <laughs> I is stayed. it just across the street? Yes, you it stayed. is. Okay. Yes. Because I went to University of San Carlos, right? Yes, yes. That's so yes. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we I lost stayed. touch after high school. You stayed in the same school, and I went to another university. That's true. And then uh, after, I think we, then you went to well, the States. I went to Dubai after the university. And yeah, and now, wow, you know. So tell me, <laughs> how did you get here? <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so, <clears throat> okay. Um, I went to Dubai, right? And um, I was working in the luxury and beauty industry. And then I met my um, husband, now there um, through a mutual friend and um, I was doing great um, yeah I was uh, at some point it was more like um, like a CEO general manager of um, a company that specialized in distribution or brand management and I was at that time having SE I don't know if you, you know SE right the nail polish um, yeah. The Art of Shaving from New York, um, Vitamin from Australia, I had Jolique from Australia, among other things. I mean, there were so many brands I was handling. Anyway, the job was very interesting. Unfortunately, I wasn't so happy with the, the owners. Um, I didn't like the values. And I decided to quit. And I thought, like, yeah, maybe it's time. Um, I was then, I think, around five years in Dubai. And I thought, like, I think it's time to um, do an MBA, you know. So, because I want to move up, I want to learn more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I suddenly have a craving for um, going back to school. And then at that time, I was dating my husband, and he told me, uh, "Why can't you? Why don't you try in Switzerland? Because if you're gonna go to, because um, I was planning to go to AIM or the on the or the University of the Philippines, because they are quite um, well known in Asia, business wise, you know." Mm-hmm. Uh, business uh, school wise and uh, yeah aim i think is dubbed as the harvard of asia and i thought like yeah maybe i should do it in aim and he said no um please then it would be difficult for us because then when we were dating he would fly in on weekends you know wow. and um <laughs> he did that for a long time and he said like <laughs> look that would be too too far can you look into switzerland so i have been anyway visiting switzerland um, at that time, I thought like, yeah, why not, right? So, uh-huh. um, so anyway, uh, before that, before I resigned, I, I, I told my colleagues in, in the company I work with um, that I'm leaving. And then they said, hey, why don't we just like create a consultancy? Because we all have the necessary skills to actually um, have a company that would help uh, like entrepreneurs create grooming concepts, you know? I am specialized in branding and management in general. And the other uh, partners are good in project management, you know, like mm-hmm. technical training, skills, yeah. skills training, whatever. And then I said like, yeah, okay, sure. So I, before I resigned, I created a company called Illusionic MBH. Mm-hmm. 
it's a consultancy company. So basically what we do is like you, you, you're an investor, you're interested in opening a concept in the beauty industry. You come to us and you tell us what you want and then we create the full concept and set up the wow. company for you, you know? Um, so we did that. I did that for like one or two years. Unfortunately, we don't share the same entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> is that oh my- still in Dubai? <laughs> Yeah, well, the company was actually open, licensed in Switzerland, but we mm. operate in Dubai. We had already like potential clients, a lot of them. And um, yeah, but it took, I mean, my partners, they were not patient. And you know, entrepreneurship is not something that you say, okay, I'm going to do it today and I'm going to be making money. It doesn't work like that, right? I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mean, you need to establish yourself, create a foundation, you know, create your... Um, um, your client base mm-hmm. it takes time it takes a lot of sacrifice a lot of patience patience I don't have but somehow I don't know I made it right? <laughs> a lot of <laughs> I just hard went with work. it <laughs> yes Lots so they so they were very impatient and I was funding the company then and I thought like okay this is not good I mean I'm paying them and I shouldn't be paying them uh, but unfortunately because at that time no I mean if you're employee if you're an employer in Dubai you're supporting people I was supporting people my family but still these people were like um, they, they had less than me and I thought okay I'll pay you guys but um, we make sure that we you know we make money and um, we, we you pay me back or something like that right but anyway so I said like look it's not working if you guys are being paid by me and being impatient and you're not helping you know the growth so I said, okay, you know what? I'll cut that. I really better concentrate on doing the MBA. Mm. Um, long story short, I applied here at the Swiss Business School in Zurich. I had an interview. I took an exam and they accepted me. Wow. So I decided then, okay, you know, it's time to go. So I came to Switzerland. I did my MBA. And I was like number two in the class, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> School is so easy for us, right? <laughs> yes, after all the hustle that we did, yeah, oh, definitely. We, we um, went to school like we went to work. <laughs> yeah, that's true, totally. So, um, yes, and then meantime, uh, I was joking at that time with my boyfriend. He was boyfriend and said, hey, by the way, I'm going to go to Switzerland. It's going to be so expensive to do my nails because you know how it is in the Philippines, right? <laughs> Our parents do it every weekend so on Saturdays. <laughs> it's so cheap. And I kind of had it since I was like nine years old. I think I had my first manicure. I like addic- addicted to it. I get so used to it. In Dubai, I do it twice a week. Wow. You know, I have my hair done. I had my nails done. It has to be there. It has to be clean. Well, it's right? your industry. No, yes and no. It's also the Filipino thing. I don't know if you've changed, but... I think it's a Filipino thing, right? We mm-hmm. always have that nail thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like we, I just clean my nails. but Yeah, I, I mean, that's okay too. That's okay too. But then, as you said, you know, I'm in the vanity industry. And um, yeah, but so I was doing my nails. I was doing my hair. I was doing my, my basically my, my grooming regimen, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And it's expensive in Switzerland, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <coughs> She's a little so when I came, guy. so I'm so sick. Sorry, um, I had to cough in between. So anyway, um, I came here and um, yeah, I I went to like different places, like really high end, you know. I'm, but I was never happy. <laughs> you know, I was never happy because it's not because they they do it badly. It's because they do it different. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. The way no, they put the nail polish, just I know it sounds so silly, but also they don't have that warmth and hospitality that I'm mm-hmm. used to, right? Mm-hmm. I come into a place, 
I've been going there, spending a lot of money. I'm still a number to them, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm used to Dubai or the Philippines where you say, hey, Mr. Me, um, is it the same today? You know, they know my color. You know, you know they know everything about me. They, they know, care. Yes. You see the warmth, you know? I get it. Yes, I know. Yeah. So I saw that as lacking here. And I know there's a lot of expats having the same issues, right? So after the MBA, I think my, my husband then proposed. And uh, at the same time, I got offers to go back to the Middle East. Wow. You know, there was one of the offers was to become a CEO of a company in Kuwait. But I thought like, oh my God, Kuwait. No, I can't. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me again. <coughs> I have to drink water, uh, coffee. <laughs> oh. So... And then, um, <clears throat> still in the same industry. Um, and then I felt like, you know, I can't. And they kept applying for a job here. Um, but then, you know, because I don't have any experience in the country. So I could have, I could kind of, I, I, they kind of like put me in the junior management. And at that time I was young and I was too proud. I'm like, no, I was already at the executive management. Why should I go down? You know what I mean? Management trainee. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when I already... Right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I already run like 2,500 people under me. And I'm, why am I suddenly being put as junior manager? <laughs> you know, so I thought like, no, something, no, I can't. And I thought there was always the gap, right? So I thought like, why don't I open my own grooming concept? So yes, that's how Unique is born. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, and also, right, one of the motivating factor, like yeah, uh, lacking of uh, warmth, hospitality, and People are not. People are nice in Switzerland. They are not just the friendliest, right? <laughs> and you you find expats <laughs> in in that all those events. And I thought like, nah, it's not really the right place to connect with people to get to know people. I thought, okay, Unique is gonna be some place where people can meet, you know, can connect socially or business wise. Wow. And it has to be a place where people feel good, feel warm. It's like a little mini holiday in the middle of the city. You know, at the same time, we have great like service, you know, great treatments, you know, people will come in and, and feel happy and just, just, you know, relax. Um, yeah, here people are always in a hurry. They're too serious. Everything is numbered, you know, which is not a bad thing, which I think is a good thing. But sometimes it can be too much that you actually stop being happy and joyful. <laughs> I know. You know what I mean? It's the same way. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's, it's fast paced and there's no time yeah. to pause and. If people yeah. just take time to pause, it, I totally, mean, you would be so much happier, you know. So um, yeah, and then so that's how Unique was born, and it was a serious struggle because Zurich, as much as it is international, it's like a little town. Everybody knows everybody, and I know no one. Oh. Right, <laughs> I started zero. <laughs> wow, and we invested so much money. Um, because of the interior and everything. And I was taken aback by um, by the fixed overhead cost, like all the insurances that I have to pay and more other things and like yeah. uh, employees and blah, blah. I was not ready for this because when I was working in Dubai, right, I didn't have to pay tax. <laughs> like I had everything done for me and, you know, I didn't have to go hands-on. <laughs> I just tell people what to do. <laughs> I know. I mean, right? I know. I mean, well, we always have these little businesses in the Philippines. You know, it is right. whatever. But this is totally different ball game. It's like know. wow, you know. It's so legit. I was like, oh it's man, <laughs> it's legit. <laughs> Not that we weren't legit, but we. Can I know, get away but it's like so much. I know. There. I know. Right. I mean, here everything is formal. 
everything is accounted for and um in switzerland unfortunately entrepreneurs are not well protected i would say that um yeah i'm not yeah this is a very sensitive topic but um um, Unique has been like operating eight years and I don't know how many pregnancies I have to sponsor <laughs> and <laughs> you know I mean I um, I hire my people according to personality because I believe skills can be improved personality you can't <laughs> mm-hmm. and unfortunately because I'm very nice um, yeah um, you know people take me for granted or take advantage right and it has been a very tough journey um, but um, luckily, I've also developed a strong following of loyal customers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I already have employees trying to steal my customers, trying to steal. <laughs> Among other things, like so many things has happened uh, these eight years. And but I held on and um, I stayed true to myself. And people tell me, "Oh, you should be a bit a bit bitchy and blah blah." I said, "No, I mean, I'm not gonna change myself." So you know, so. So, I mean, so others will um, follow my heat. That's not how it is, right? Good for you. Mm-hmm. I, otherwise, I'm going to be miserable. I don't want to be miserable. I am me. I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to feel disappointed. But I want to stay being, I want to stay, uh, you know, genuine, right? Yeah. To who I am, to my values. Um, yeah. It's, it's, in the end, it's their loss. They, they take advantage. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's, it's their problem. So, anyway, yes. Uh, I stayed on and... Um, Anyway, along these years, um, I got, no, even before that, I actually got obsessed with eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? <laughs> I think you know why. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry, really. Anyway, so yes. Um, when I got married, I had my eyelashes done. Uh-huh. And I saw the transformation. I'm like, oh my God, I look different. I look, I never look. <laughs> tired <laughs> so i got obsessed but uh, when i opened unique it was basically focused on um grooming right so we did basic like um manicure pedicure spa manicure uh, you know face treatments body treatments and other things right and then one of my employee the manager i told her like hey listen you know i mean do you know how to do lashes because it's so expensive I, there were only like a few places that did it here and i think they had to, we had i had to pay 700 swiss francs Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not going to pay 700. A refill is like 350. Wow. <laughs> That's like every two weeks for me. And I'm like, I am not spending that much money. And I thought like, since I have the business, might also take advantage of the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of, not take advantage, more like maximize. So, and then he said, she said like, yes, I actually do. And in fact, I did, she did the training, blah, blah. I said, okay, you know what? Can you do it for me? You know, so it started with me. Wow. She uh, she ordered products. We did it, um, and it was great. People start noticing, and they say, like, "Hey, what is that?" You know, and I'm like, "Yeah, it's extension." Oh, can we have it too? You know, that's great. Um, <coughs> so it wow. started there, but then, um, but then uh, you know, people get my staff get sick and blah blah blah, and the products that we we're using is not the best, and there were problems. And I thought, okay, let's find another one. And I thought, okay, there was a local brand that just launched then and i thought okay let's try this brand and i trained i said you know because normally i mean well huh, let me go back i'm so bad at storytelling um <laughs> so i told you right that i'm not happy how to do it right i opened unique because of that and mm-hmm. the hospitality thing mm-hmm. so i thought okay let me put in my own standard yeah mm-hmm. So I said, okay, I said to myself, like, I know the Swiss, they're very um, meticulous. They are very, um, 
can I use yeah I cannot use the word you know <laughs> whatever um, so they are very meticulous and uh, particular <laughs> okay better word and um, they are everything you have to have diploma right I thought okay wow. I have an MBA I know what I want I'm a professional customer I also have a technical background because of the products that I manage but I don't have the proper education for it right after the MBA I went to school <laughs> for beauty here you love your school um, yeah I do love my school right <laughs> so I, I went <coughs> sorry I went to beauty school here and then um, yeah I learned everything right and um, so I could tell my employees with authority you know on how to do the services you know mm-hmm. um, the standard for example you know mm-hmm. And so, yeah, where am I again? Where did I go back to this? You, you I got, can't, okay, okay, right, well, right. I get it. Now. Eyelashes. I, I, yeah, um, so you basically, can manage so, them better. Mm-hmm. So, basically, yes. So, anyway, when that new brand came, when I thought, yeah, well, we have to train you because they have a different way of doing it, blah, blah. I said, okay, sure. So, I went to the training, right? I actually got it in like a minute. <laughs> It's, and then she said, like, oh, my God, you already know how to do it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know how, but yeah, I did, right? And then <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it's actually not that easy either. It sounds so easy, but it, think it, 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 it takes passion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, long, yeah, so let's, let's go back. I, um, and then one day, uh, I said, okay, but I'm not doing this because I think I don't have the patience for it because it takes long. And it takes, like, two hours, so my employee one day got sick and we by then we charged 350 per hour i'm like hey you know i mean i can't say no to the customer i don't want to lose the customer and it's 350 an hour you know so i decided to do it and this day that's when i officially fell in love because you know we discussed we're hyperactive (laughs) we couldn't stop thinking this was the only time i could totally focus on something and have like, I couldn't think of anything else. It's like a break from everything. Yes, from, the world. from everything. Totally. And what's beautiful is the result. You know, money is something, but this, the gratification of seeing someone so happy, like transforming a person, you know, and this is the, this is the constant prize I get when I do it. Kind of like you know? your transformation from yes, during you your know? wedding when you had your extensions. I was like, oh, like my oh my gosh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello, you know. <laughs> Good to <Yeah>. meet you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this is the, like the women and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I look like this. I mean, you're such a goddess. Everybody calls me the goddess. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you already have it. I just had to kind of enhance it, you know. And just how a timid person turned into someone, I don't know. Super like, confident. It's just, yeah, it's just yes. like for me, it's just wow, you know. That's when I get super obsessed. And then from then on, I started... Um, well, anyway, I said to myself during... When the time I got my lashes done, because I wasn't so happy, I did it in Hong Kong. And um, the way they do it and the products, I was like, mm, something has to be changed. I was already doing some research about the product. You know, I was already thinking of developing my own. But I haven't really kind of dig into it, you know, put my foot into it. That's, that's the time that I said, okay, Jenny, have the time to um, kind of really like look into this and develop new things um, because then it was so expensive 
to buy the product, the training and everything, you know, I thought, yeah. So, so I think there's a big gap in the industry. Um, people are not um, doing it because um, I think there were not good products and the techniques being used were not good. You know, lashes gets damaged and more things, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's the, how the obsession started. Wow. And then I kept doing it. I developed new system because in school you are taught basically the same technical things. But I developed my own system. I call it the step system. where oh. Because in, in, in Zurich, we have a diverse um, clientele, right? I mean, we have like the executives, like CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs. I also have the f- artists. I also have the fashion designer, the bloggers, you know, models or the students, you know. So I learned to create my own system, uh, my, customize the design according to each person. Mm. You know, and I also look into like how to prevent damaging natural lashes. So mm-hmm. I and reanalyze and like what is the, the, the diameter and the, the length that we put on a certain natural lashes, you know. So we, we have that kind of science behind it. Wow. So, <coughs> yeah. And the that's, personality of the person amazing. and all the things, yes. That's great. Um, we talked about how people are so afraid to take a step because mm-hmm. of making a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. But um, if people would just take those steps, like what you're doing is you're, you're finding solutions to mm-hmm. any kind of, uh, you know, you're overcoming things by creating and developing your own system. But mm-hmm. if people would just see the flip side of that and take a step and say, hey, I'm going to uncover a system here by going through mm-hmm. it. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the difference between a person that has an employee mindset Mm -hmm. and the person with an entrepreneurial spirit, because when uh, an employee mindset would always think about the negative and would always think about like, they don't want to fail or they don't want to make mistakes, but the entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. mindset always has that thrill of the hunt. We're, we're so excited we get really excited about the thrill of uncovering things. That's true. I would say employee mindset, not necessarily negative, right? But I think they're like, they're by the book. You don't think beyond what is being given to them, you know? Um, I think for me, entrepreneurs are people who always find, who doesn't see problems. They only see um, the challenge of finding solutions, yeah. you know? this is we are solutions oriented just put it that way you know we yeah. don't we don't dwell on certain issues because we think it's just a waste of time right to worry or to dwell on something we're just like okay this happened i look for something that could change this situation and move forward yeah you know? uh, we, we only see opportunities yes um yeah i have my moments i must admit that i'm like oh god what am i doing right you Why do question that's yes, healthy. I do. It's healthy to do that. Yeah. To question I mean, sometimes what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, as much as you love what you do, sometimes, like, for example, you know, my, my situation right now, I have uh, in Lausanne and in Zurich, I had, uh, maybe that's why I'm also very sick because of this. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. I had to travel six hours every day to go to wow. Lausanne for like almost a month now, I think. Yes. Is that, an, is that another Six city? days a week. It is so far. It's three hours. Yeah, it's in the French part. Wow. And, um, and yeah, I, it has been challenging there because obviously I don't speak French. I didn't speak German, by the way, when I started. I learned it eventually. 
but French is a totally different ball game. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't pr- pronounce things. I can only. So why Lausanne? Okay, Lausanne is with Tali Beauty. It's a very big partnership, actually. Tali, Tali, uh, Tali Vale is the biggest fashion brand uh, in Switzerland. They are like akin to H and M. They're they are um, yeah they they have no actually not just well now they have around the world they have like around maybe two thousand stores. Wow. Yeah, it's a huge company, and so they started to create the beauty concept, but they're not. That's not their field. So they they out they kind of the management of the the concept is being outsourced. You know. Um, so Luzon, they 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 approach me, um, uh, and I said, okay, sure, why not? And it looks like an interesting city for me because I went there. I did we already did test um, beauty days. And it was quite cool. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a city that I could, I could potentially do business with because there's also a lot of expats. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of school there. I don't know if you heard of it. The, one of the best hotel schools in the world is in Lausanne. A what school? Hotel school. Uh, wow. AHL, I think, yeah. Um, so, <coughs> <I'm>, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> sorry, I have to think. Um, Wow, so they so, approached um, you, and what is your role in it? What's my role? Basically, I own the store. I own mm-hmm. the shop, the beauty shop, but they own the brand. So it's a co- cooperation because they do the marketing. They do the branding. I see. Um, it's a bit of a co-branding because I told them, hey, listen, I'm not going to operate under you without me being known, right? So um, it is a cooperation with Unique Beauty because I created a new concept called Unique Beauty. This is for white label. Wow. Um, for concepts like this um, and, and we also have our own brand uh, beauty line mm-hmm. so I have um, yeah, in the have store a, yes I oh, also wow. sell it somewhere else I mean we're I have That's not so awesome I have not sold it I will send you some it's really cool um, the original plan with this was um, again uh, associated to my dream I think I didn't mention that I've always dreamed to have a foundation in the Philippines. I've been trying. I've been doing that charity thing since I was young, and um, it's been twenty years now that I've been solid doing it. In in Liluan, you know, I do medical mission, dental mission. I give, like, I feed kids and whatever whenever I go home. Um, so, so I thought, like, day. yeah, and I and I, I told you, I don't know. I think I mentioned offline, right? That um, <coughs> that's a motivating factor for the Dimi brand. Um, because uh, I said, look, I cannot just give these people fish. I need to learn, teach them how to fish. You know? mm-hmm. And there's so many single mothers in our country. They don't have support. They have kids. The kids, they cannot send to good school because they don't have the money, obviously. And then the cycle just gets a vicious cycle, right? Continue. I said, okay, it has to stop. Um, I wanted to create this um, foundation focused on um, training these women you know, to learn skills in beauty and also to give them a job. So the unique beauty thing was supposed to, was uh, originally planned. The product was originally planned to have um, the coconut oil as base. And the Philippines is known for the virgin, coconut virgin oil, right? Yes. And I wanted to open that kind of, um, yeah, that I want to have uh, a, like a, not a factory, a place where we could create like virgin coconut oil. Use that co- uh, virgin coconut oil as a base for the products of Unique Beauty. It's beautiful. Yeah. So Unique Beauty, though, uh, we had our first batch, and it's not we're not using yet the coconut oil. So it's not it's not yet really the the final product. 
that's mm-hmm. why right now um, my friends are telling me why don't you sell it somewhere else because it really is a great product I said yeah but I'm not yet happy right <laughs> I want everything perfect before I kind of go go global with it right mm-hmm. um, yeah so basically right now it's only within our store um, I have been asked actually by some online stores here do you know that the, to sell the, mm-hmm. through their platform but I'm not ready <laughs> So I said no, you know. I, I if I do it, I do it right. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so that's 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 co-branding with Tally then, you know. So I have all my brands, it's it's known, they also co-promote us. Uh-huh. And I thought because Tally is um I told you international, right? And they could be a very um could be an an uh, an efficient vehicle for me to go global. Mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. So that's 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 and plus they already have this um, like very high footfall of customers, you know. Mm-hmm. That's so you great. open something there, there's already like traffic. So I thought, like, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> it's almost foulproof, right? But you know, in entrepreneurial journey, nothing is ever going as planned. <laughs> no, never. Lausanne turned out to be. <laughs> oh God! But uh, Lausanne, no matter yes, no matter how brilliant your business plan, your statistics, or other things, it just doesn't. Do, but most of us just don't open ourselves up enough to actually receive that feedback because you're afraid you may not get it, so you don't ask it. You know mm. what I mean? Or you don't. You don't like. You're just not like. You know what I mean? It's like we don't even want to yes. ask you because you don't want to be greedy or you don't want to be like fish fishing for compliments. It's not about fishing for compliments. Is if you're looking for evidence, then you're going to find it. And there's no faster way than just to ask. Yes. It's not an imposition. It's not, you know what I mean? And I, whether I, I've asked for it, but also I just get it, you know, and sometimes I need a boost and I just ask people, I'm like, how have I helped you? What do you appreciate about me? And they just flow. And there's no ego involved. Yes. I just ask for what I need. I love that because I think that also is such a huge reflection of, of how much work you've done on yourself. Oh, thank you. How much investment <laughs> you make in your own self development and, and personal growth, because it takes some deep work to be able to say, I own my ripple. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially when we talk, we were talking about earlier in your childhood, you feel like you're not, you don't deserve anything. You don't feel like you're being heard from that to who you are now saying, I own this ish, you know, that is huge. And I think that a lot of women listening to this episode can really learn a lot from your journey of how you've really stood and own your space in this world. And not only that, teaching it to other women. Thank you. And it's, uh, let me just take a second to receive that because it, it feels like a compliment and I want to model for everyone, you know, that if someone acknowledges you in the beautiful way that, that you just did for me, that you're being a mirror for something that I didn't even, nobody had ever said the words you just said to me. So I want to take a moment to say, thank you. And I I really want to receive that. You're welcome. Um, So many times we hear something and like you said, you deflect the compliment. You know, you hear something and you're like, oh, well, you're nice. I'm just having a good hair day, you know, or whatever. Um, And I am very aware of how we do that. And because of my core, you know, issue, I try to take a moment to just like, let it, 
not just like go in and out one ear, but like really accept it and allow it to go down my, to my heart. Cause most of us, I'll never forget. I was doing this event and this woman came up to me and she says, wow, you're killing it. And I said, thank you. Because that's what I do. That's what I teach. Right. Thank you. And then in my head, I heard me say, what else is she going to say? Is she going to tell me I suck? And I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how many times I've done that, that somebody had said something really nice to me. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. But I deflected it in the back end. So I don't want to do that to you. I don't, you know, I don't want to disrespect your, your wisdom. And so I just want to say thank you because you're absolutely right. And that's why I feel like it's comfortable for me to own my ripple because I know that it's not been easy. Mm-hmm. I may have made it look easy, but I know that the courage I've had to face my fears, the courage I've had to go for the big asks, you know, to be asked to be put on stage or to, to keep spending blindly sometimes, um, taking huge financial, emotional risks, you know, to be disappointed. Um, they've all paid off and I promise you it's not been in financial ways. I mean, the financial part has been nice to kind of prove to myself mm-hmm. that I can do it. But to me, the, the growth as a human, you know, and the, my, my unconditional powerfulness is priceless. No coach, no course, no nothing. Like I'm a result of all the coaching and all the mentoring and all the difficult situations that I've had to grow through, right? But that unconditional powerfulness is is priceless to me, and that's what I that's what I'm here to give. And it's it's a journey, and I can you know I'm in a two year relationship, and that's my in some ways that's my Achilles heel. That and co parenting sometimes, you know. But, um, and numbers, you know, and I still work at them, but I don't judge myself for still being in major debt and still not having recovered my credit. It was still feeling like sometimes I put my, my love on a pedestal because I admire him so much. Sometimes I have to remind myself, no, he's your equal mm-hmm. We're equal partners. You know, that's a whole new territory for me, you know? Wow. So, so it's like, it's, I could be really confident and very powerful in so many things. And, and in some areas I have to remind myself, you know, is my power conditional? No, I, I live to see women be powerful, not from a force standpoint or from a money standpoint, but from an all standpoint. And I do think that the experience of wow. being very powerful is beyond looks. I mean, I weighed at 200 pounds in May and I'm still 200 pounds. I'm very consistent at that. I've never weighed that much, even when I was super pregnant. And that was a that was a spiritual experience for me in itself because I was like, I let myself get to this point. How? How am I getting to the point where taking Advil is constant, you know, or taking like Pepto-Bismol is normal? Like, what happened to me? I used to be a health nut, and I'm still decoding that. You know what I mean? And um, I'm decoding it. I'm I'm like learning, and but for me, step one is like, can I still show up as a leader? Can I still inspired can I still be myself can I still feel everything I feel about myself even if I'm not you know a size eight anymore I'm more like I have things that feel that are one x does that define me you know what I mean does that make does that make me less of a leader because I've I've struggled with my health discipline some would argue yes some would argue no for me I was like if I can only show up be a leader and be inspiring when I'm a size and a weight then that's not real. Yeah. And no, so I'm I my agree. own laboratory. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I love how you 
just went from not having confidence being heard as a child to owning your ripple in the space and that you make a difference, a huge difference in people's lives to owning your own, um, like blaming yourself, you know, not blaming other people and owning your own. I like, I got myself here and I'm still decoding it. And it's, it's so beautiful to kind of watch the way that you handle things because I think a lot of us um, women, it's easy to blame and point the finger to people or maybe to a food that we're addicted to or, or, or a circumstance, whatever. you know what I mean? Yes. A circumstance like that for me, for sure. was like my pregnancy. I had a pretty stressful things that happened, not expected. And ever since then body wise, I've never been the same. And, uh, and I have to consciously, you know, realize that that. Like, like that, I, there's no reason to feel like a victim of anything wow. because that's like putting your power in the past. You are so super self-aware. Yeah, that I, for sure is my superpower. Very self-aware. And I love that about you. Um, what is that you can advise to women that really have a hard time receiving? Just like maybe a quick advice or an exercise or like you just did like, oh, I just want to take a pause and receive that. And I think the beautiful thing that you did was you took the pause so it can go into your heart because I think a lot of times we will allow it to go into our head sometimes. And it's really, it loses its power when you do that and not put it in the heart. Hmm. Yeah, when you don't believe it, you're going to discard it or, or you're going to think that um, the person has an agenda or oh, you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to go into your head and you're like, if I take this, what are they, what do I owe them? You know, am I going to owe them something or am I, you know, what's the agenda here? And, um, so and I know some of us don't trust because we've had experiences with people that perhaps have taken advantage of us or whatever, but look, there's so much I can say about this that I know in the interest of time, I'm going to think of like quick tips to help women sort of, deserve receive right and the reason why i keep saying receiving is because i'm most known for teaching something called infinite receiving and it's a it's literally like an operating system of how to think and see the world perspective that will allow you to see to receive in every circumstance you know an adversity and it'll allow you to win more it'll allow you to keep like flowing through things even when it doesn't feel like you're not supposed to flow and this has been true and tested in like with women all over the world. I've spoken in the Middle East, in South America, everywhere. And wow. it works. It really works when you start seeing the world from an open to receiving standpoint. And so please keep in touch. <laughs> but I can give you, um, I, and also this whole like philosophy was given to me in a moment of total despair. Me not being this sort of like wise, more evolved woman, I was like, really hating my circumstances and really annoyed and really frustrated. I felt like I was in a straitjacket in my own life. Wow. And, uh, and in one of these moments, I literally had this point of enlightenment and I got this very important, relevant download that not only has helped me go from, at that point I was in total drought, again, near like calling it quits to massive success and, um, and now massive self-growth, you know. The success, the limelight was amazing, but this whole year of 2018 has been very humbling. 
because, you know, I had to go back and, and keep my ego in check. Cause that's mm. the first thing that goes, you know, like, it's like, even as, as humble and as nice as I am, I can honestly tell you that even the money went to my head and I wish I had more saved of all that. Right. But this year has been very humbling and, um, and it, I needed to, to kind of slow down to prove to me that receiving is so much more than material things and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this unconditional acceptance, this unconditional power, powerfulness and so many other things. But some of the things that you can do today, right this second, as soon as you hang up with us or you stop watching, the first thing is don't save the best for last. Women that struggle with deservability and with that, with receiving, right? We have a tendency to... Like we save gift cards. We don't cash checks right away. We have massages that we don't use. We have plenty of shoes and clothes with tags on that we've never used because we're one day, you know, we will have the perfect opportunity to look beautiful or to pamper ourselves. You've got to stop that. If you buy something, you wear it right away. Um, If you have a gift card, you use it right away. Why? Because you're accumulating this value. You've received something that is good as cash, right? And you're like stashing it away. And so the message you're sending to the universe unconsciously is like, oh, I'm going to procrastinate on me. I'm going to procrastinate on you. You're procrastinating you, basically. You're putting yourself in this opportunity to have some time for you or to look beautiful or something that is for you. You're putting it off. Um, so that's one thing. Don't save the best for last. We do that. Even when we eat, you, you save the best piece of food <laughs> for last. Right. Sometimes I order dessert first. Cause I'm like, I want the best. First. So <laughs> own this rocket, like go with it. You know, don't save that red lipstick or that underwear for a special occasion. Like today is the day because the wow. you're going to receive so much more when you apply these tips. Cause it's kind of like you're moving yourself up in priority and standards and everything. Um, the other thing is um, to eliminate the words, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me or no way. So when something happens to you, that's good. Most people will go to the humble, shrinky, I call it shrinking when you make yourself small, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. I can't believe this is happening to me. Like you act shocked when good things happen, but you want more good things to happen. So the universe will prevent you, uh, will, will keep you from having a heart attack you know every time something good happens so no yeah <laughs> so act normalize the good basically normal wow. when something good happens don't say no way or oh my god i can't they'll just say like yes way of course that needs to be wow. your of course things are working in my favor because do you think god or the universe wants to see you suffer no it wants to see you grow and the more you accept the good things the more you will get right Another very easy um, thing is like compliments is a big one, right? Mm. Uh, that's a really common one. It's a big one. Like I was, we've, we've already been talking about this, but if I say something like, Hey, listen, congratulations on your success. And you feel uncomfortable with that. There's an opportunity for you to like sit with that kind of like what I told mm-hmm. you, right. When you gave me that huge acknowledgement and compliment, if you, if you feel uncomfortable by me telling you something, why is there like a limit to you receiving that? Like what's, where's the, like, I, I often ask women, like, how deep did this go? And some women are like, it didn't, it, it didn't, it didn't enter me. 
right? Like, or it's just like up here, like I can't swallow it because it just makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> just sit with that and ask you like, why not? And most of the times you're going to think that people are fake or that people are like, not, they don't really mean it. But the truth is, if you think about it, do people really need to come and, and manipulate you or like lure you into something to look, if you're in, in Europe, perhaps like, you know, I don't know if you've been to like Turkey or countries where they're like, ma'am, you look so nice. So they come on in, let me sell you something. No, <laughs> that's not it. You know what I mean? Like people can just be themselves and you can just let them say whatever they want. And if it's something nice, I highly encourage you to accept it. Why? Why is the importance? Because you never know what you're blocking by blocking that compliment. You know, what if, what if like a leader or somebody, what if I told you, you know, what if I have a, like a straight line flown into like Oprah or something and I'm like, Kareem, like you, your efforts are paying off. I see you. I see your beauty. You're shiny. You're radiant. And you're like, okay, thank you. (laughs) You know? And in my head, like all I hear is like, this woman does not believe in herself. I'm not referring her to anybody. Wow. That's super powerful what you are giving us today because I was laughing when you talk about the gift cards because I literally have two Starbucks gift cards. Send them to me. I went to Quinchard this morning or racetrack. I could use some Starbucks. And when you said that, it's so true. We save the best for last and we try to hoard things for whatever whatever occasion we think that it deserves it right and yeah. i'm just over here while you were talking being really quiet because i'm just like so much jaw dropping aha moments because i know i do it like what yeah. you're what you're just saying is i do it and i was laughing because i had like literally thought of my gift card that i just received this week just the last seven days and I haven't spent it because but that's, that's I would not judge yourself for that because you just got it right but perhaps there's more stuff in the closet or your nightstand or in that kitchen door that we all stash things in right like um Amazing. it's just food for thought because yeah. there's so many people that don't cash their checks you know or don't return items and then when they go return them it's expired oh yes I know too. But anyway, I, I go through a series of, I actually have a document called the 27 common blocks to receiving. And it's everything from this to, um, um, Oh, wow. Don't ever cross your (laughs) fingers. Like when people say cross your fingers, don't ever cross your fingers. That's not good for receiving. You're creating, you're creating blocks in your energy. So always say, I open my arms to receive, um, you know, you're, Oh gosh, there's just so many little practical things. That's why infinite receiving is so powerful because it's not just like sit and meditate. No, it's like you need to change your way of being. And at first it's going to feel uncomfortable and then it's going to feel more. Like one of the things that I teach is to say, of course, and more please. And that's really uncomfortable for people at the beginning because they're like, that's kind of (laughs) greedy. If you get something good and you're like, yes, more please. They feel greedy, they feel uncomfortable. But in reality is, is there a limited amount of opportunities out there? Is, is there a limit? Like Kareem only, is it Kareem or Kareem? I apologize for Kareem with the N. Okay. Duh. Sorry. Okay. Kareem. So are there like, okay, Kareem only gets 27 opportunities. Maru gets 25. You know, she gets 47. She gets 100,000. It doesn't work like that. Mm. You know, oxygen is infinite. 
right? Unless mm-hmm. you're at the top of Everest or, you know, something. But yeah. oxygen is infinite. There's no like, okay, this person can only breathe this much, this person can only breathe this much. And yet the majority of Americans breathe at a 30% capacity. I know. I know. We, all, we all breathe really shallow, but there's mm-hmm. infinite oxygen and you have 70% more room to expand into in your breath. Yet we, we yep. underutilize our breathing capacity. We, we live in a chronic underutilization of our asking power, of our receiving power, of our brain power, of everything, right? And, and in so many ways, my message, the thing that most people book me for to speak and, and discuss is why we're not more open to receiving because my theory and what was given to me in this philosophy and this way of seeing the world and thinking is that you only get in life what you have the capacity to receive. So your job is not to work too, too, too hard to get the thing. Your job is to expand your capacity to receive it because it's already out there. Anything right. you want. It's more like, can I really handle this? Right? Wow. And most people are praying with their doors closed. They, they're praying like, I am the classic example of wanting Oprah-sized blessings, right? <laughs> but at the, at the very thought of getting, let's say, 12 clients at a time, I would, I would hyperventilate and have total anxiety because I'm like, how, I, how will I handle it? Would I be able to handle it? Can I handle it? Can I do this? But yet I'm praying for it. So I'm not ready to receive it. I'm not going to get it. Wow. So how do you, on the other end of the spectrum... Um, you talk about the challenges that you have, and if there's something you don't want to receive, how do you block that energy? Do you acknowledge it? Do you do anything with it at all? Or do you just well, let it happen? You have to let it happen. And here's what I mean. Like when you said, like, how do you selectively choose what you get? When you're selectively, when you're trying to like, not be available for the bad, let's say, or the adversity of the setback, mm-hmm. you're blocking everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, Paulo Coelho says, when you don't fear the unknown, the unknown will be kind to you. Wow. And there's no greater truth that I've ever lived by. Mm-hmm. When you don't fear, or when you fear the unknown less, the unknown will be kind to you. And the thing about it is there's no guarantees in life. We all live in an illusion of control. Yep. Right? And so, I was that person that when I first started playing around with receiving in 2013, everything went to crap. Everything, you know, everything went to like, it it was amazing (laughs) how quickly, right? And I'll never forget that because I was like freaking Oprah. She turned me onto this like open to receiving thing. And now here I am left with, you know, all my security was taken away in three weeks. And, and, you know, it's taken me like three or four years to get back to understand that this receiving thing is, it's like you, it's almost like living in perpetual humility, right? Of like, hey, dear God, I am open to receiving your will. I pray to be used. You know, I pray to, to, I pray that I receive the highest and greatest good for all concerned, right? And I will accept that what comes my way can it is that that transition is yes. when you land in that space that is authentic to who you really are and your dreams and your desires you root and you reach and you can, you become such a bigger being that is then able to expand in, in ways that you would never have been able to expand if you'd stayed in the space that kept you small and, and miserable. So I love That's it. so true. Yeah. Three questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last three questions. Number one, what was, what was it that your mom taught you that you carried on with you good or bad? Mm-hmm. Um, 
that um, you think that was so impactful for you? And then what is that good teaching that your mother handed to you that you are now teaching your kids? Yeah. I think it took, you know, my mom had been divorced twice too. She's on her third marriage and um, her, our stories are like super similar. She was actually a German immigrant. Um, she went through a lot. And um, I will say she, when my first divorce happened, she just was getting through her second. And uh, I was raised with a lot of guilt because of the religion. But once my mom had the shift that I'm in kind of came into, she kept saying to me, as I was trying to figure out what to do next, she kept saying to me, what do you want to do? And my reply was always about, well, like what other people needed from me. And she kept repeating back to me, but what do you want to do, Karin? Like forget about this person, that person, what do you want to do? And it was like, it was a training, but it was like an untraining of what culture had taught, which is to always do. And yes, you should do for others because service expands us like you're talking about. But at the end of the day, when we're trying to create our identity, um, I, and I teach this now, it's in my courses. I do this whole exercise where I have them drop in and ask themselves three times. And it's like, you have to swipe out everybody else's opinions and desires for you and get down to what you were born with as your calling. So that completely changed. Um, and now I teach it. So thanks mom. Uh, that's awesome. <coughs> you just said swipe out. You should, you yeah. should have a, a Dr. Karin um, app like the, the dating app swipe left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. What? Swipe right if you don't like the opinion of others because yeah. it's not about them. Swipe, keep swiping, right? <laughs> it's true. It's true. What, um, you know, technologically advanced era now we live in. And um, my kids Google me a lot. I don't know if your kids Google you a lot. But if your kids were listening today and you have a message for them, what would that message be? So I love this because it's what I feel like it wasn't allowed for me so much, which actually ties back to what I just said, which is don't live your life to, I mean, it makes me weep just like with you. I don't live your life to please me, even though I make demands on you, like don't live it to please me or whoever you're with or your teacher, live your life to please what is inside your own soul. Like no matter what I've taught you, when you find alignment and your belief system sets up and it, it, it feels like home to you, that is, that's the authentic you. So it, it's, it's the same thing. It's that return to, to who they were meant to be, no matter what anybody else thinks. I mean, it's, I mean, even though like their dad is super um, conservative Christian, which is fine. And um, I'm super woo woo and spiritual. Like, even though I teach them things like at the end of the day, I always say to them, I want you to find your own path. So I'm going to expose you and show you these things. But if it doesn't feel right to you, that's okay. Like you, you don't have to you know, believe what I believe or go in my path. I want you to go because we're very different. Like you go with what feels the best to you. And that's when you're in alignment with your spiritual self. Wow. It's what I teach. That's awesome. Yeah. So before I go to the last question, uh, tell <laughs> us where we can find you and which social media outlet you hang out the most. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm probably the most on Instagram right now. And so everything I'm under is Dr. Karin, and I'm sure you have it up, but it's um, uh, K-A-R-I-N as my, as my name. Um, but I have the biggest following on Facebook. So I'm doing a lot more live tapings on Facebook. I have the Dr. Karin show there. So there's a lot of teachings there. And I'm also sliding it over to YouTube. Um, and of course, my website is drkarin.com, and there are going to be a lot of upcoming courses on there. But thank you for asking. Yeah, we always want people, if I resonate with you, like, come follow me and like, let's talk. Let's That's get real. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. 
So one last question before I let you go. What is your definition of a mother hustler? So here's what I learned. I just was listening to um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talk about the male and female brain. And he was talking about how they were monitoring the, the brains and how when the H1 was posed with solving your problems, the men's brain went very linear and very one-dimensional. And it literally, but that, that's okay. That's what they've needed to do. Like that's how they've gotten things done. But they were, when they look at the female brain, literally it goes through like 20 different options. I mean, you know, right. So that's the first thing that popped up for me. It's very circular and analytical and it, and it zigzags and it go and it fires up every side. Men literally, they go like logic. So that's the first image that pops up for me. And it is that we are able to um, juggle and manage things so beautifully. We have an innate anthropological DNA based ability to multitask. And so Two things. So we're able to do it. But secondly, I think a big piece of this is also if we can allow ourselves not to be completely perfect and to also give ourselves compassion. Like I'm learning this right now in such a big way. I'm around a lot of women that don't have children and which is awesome, but I can't get everything done because I am a mom. Right. So, so many of my friends, like they can work, you know, 12 hours a day or they've got, and I'm like, I, I can't be there. I can't make this meeting or I have to leave one day early. So the balance of that is also finding peace when the hustle has to be, I call it pushing the pause button. Like a kid gets sick. Motherhood to me is pushing the pause button like all the time. So I think it's also then making peace with when the hustle has to be quiet and you have to tend to the mother part. But then when you get back in the hustle, you're able to do your multitasking and be, you know, your, your own superhero. But such a big piece I think that we don't talk about enough is giving yourself compassion and being okay that you're also doing this beautiful hustling over here as a mom. And sometimes that means that it's not going to show up in your work productivity, but just like you just talked about with your sons and me with my kids, like it's going to show up in the way that they grow up and knowing that you're also creating a, something beautiful over here as well. You know? So yeah, our, that's, yeah, that's our masterpiece, you know, because that takes years of work. Um, I always said, that when we talk about brainwashing, we, we think of a very negative word, but you can brainwash because kids are easy to manipulate, right? You can brainwash them with all the good stuff and they can become this amazing human being later on because you've given them and you've fed them all these wonderful information. So I love that you talked about that hustle here and the hustle here because one of my guests in the past talk about that if you're a mother you're already a hustler <laughs> like yeah. there's no need for you to prove that you're a hustler because you already hustle <laughs> totally it's already happening my goodness this was a wonderful conversation thank you so much for gracing us with your time really appreciate you making the time to um spread your love in this podcast and you are doing amazing things. And I just want to say I'm thankful for our connection and thanks for gracing us with your time here. I appreciate you a lot. Well, I think we've shown people too that when, I mean, you showed up as your authentic self, you were vulnerable. And I think that is when we, gosh, we create so much change, right? We both showed up as our authentic self. So, I mean, back at you, but I hope that women who are listening, like know how powerful, like you said, these conversations are and encourage you to continue this with, with your friends and people that inspire you. So I was so blessed to be here. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you. You are so welcome. Follow Dr. Karn, everybody. Thank you, Dr. Karn. Bye.
Bye. Yeah. <laughs>